Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here at the Bright Red Desk on a rainy Sunday here in New York. And this is November 1st, 2020. 2020. Um, so this is the weekly weather for the week ahead. Normally today we are having the marathon run. And I woke up this morning really sad that, you know, no marathon this year. And I know people were doing private marathons, but it's nothing like going over to that corner and watching everybody run and cheering them on. And, you know, it's a really wonderful New York event. So shout out to the marathon who is not happening today. And hopefully next year we'll have a marathon again. I was thinking about all the things that aren't happening this year. (laughs) You know, when I was thinking about the podcast today, like, yeah, you know, they're saying don't go don't go away for the holidays, you know, no marathon, no graduations, all the stuff we've lost, all the stuff that we we loved and we um really took for granted, you know, uh on many levels. And I was just really uh, just thinking about that, you know, it is the cross quarter day. We're halfway between fall and uh winter, the, the middle part. It's the Celtic New Year. It's um Samhain, which is uh, spelled Samheim, <laughs> but it's Samhain, and it is the energy of the veils between the world is thin, and you get a great day to talk to your ancestors, think about things from your past, think about the old stories. I was thinking about Christmas this year, because, you know, my dad's passed, and last year I went down to stay with my cousin and my aunt, and my aunt's passed, and, you know, we used to have these big, you know, 25, 30 people Christmases. Um, with all the relatives scattered, we are now scattered all the way to San Diego and Connecticut and South Carolina, and my sister in Germany and my brother in Palm Springs, and and the scattering and the spreading of energy, right? And then also the consolidation and the shrinking of energy. So as we um, we are here at this cross quarter day, it's a great time to have a ritual. There was a full moon last yesterday around 10:29 in the morning East Coast time. And it had Uranus next to the moon. Uh, And then right after that, the sun met the moon, or the sun opposed Uranus. So there was kind of a separating energy yesterday. We're in awareness of separations. And, of course, Scorpio time in the northern hemisphere is really tied to the fall and the killing frost. We had our first snow here, not in New York, but a little bit upstate. And um, the frost that makes the trees leaves leaves fall off the trees and the plants stop growing and so it's kind of an interesting time you know it's an interesting time where we're in this transition period and of course we are you know we have an election on tuesday in the states um and we will be a lot of people have been voting already my voting my voting uh pre early voting i had planned on going but i had huge lines so uh I mean, they had like 118,000 people registered to vote in that section, and I thought, I think I'm just going to wait to regular regular election day. Although apparently they opened up another place. Um, so yeah, we're at a crossroads. We're looking at our life. We're looking at what we've accomplished, what we've done, uh, where we are, and we're making plans for the future, however tentative, because we don't really know when the future starts. But we do know that we're moving, we're moving, we're moving forward. Things are shifting, things are changing. And in that energy of change, shift, and movement, we have new things coming in. So I just finished a lovely reading. uh, And uh, at the end of it, the the woman said, you know, I kind of miss your politics. I said, yeah, my politics. I was realizing 
um, the, with the Mercury retrograde and the Mars retrograde, so many things are being heard, um, and also the Mercury combusts the sun. So many things are being heard, not necessarily how you intended them. Uh, and I have a Mercury-Mars square. <laughs> so those two guys both going retrograde, I've been like, yeah, really aware of what I say, you know, and and how I say it. And, you know, to the people that go, no politics with astrology, I'm like, you know, that's, you know, you don't know where we came from. Uh, that's how it started. We would advise the kings. We would say, you know, not a great day to go to war. Oh, Sun Jupiter, there's a new king being born and an old king dying. Um, you know, these are universal cycles. You know, back in the old days, you know, regular people didn't afford astrologers. They they worked for the king. They had a court. I did a past life regression once where I was in some court in Egypt in a toga <laughs> studying fixed stars. And Mars was on Antares, and we went to battle, we'd all die. And, of course, we had to give a consensus to whoever we were talking to. And uh, the consensus was, don't say that, these fixed stars are new, and we all died. And I'm like, yeah, you know, there's a whole history of astrology and politics. And I do encourage you to read The Fixed Star by Benson Bobrick or Cosmos and Psyche by... um, Richard Tarnas, or even Mundane Astrology by Harvey Bagnett and uh, Campion, um, because that is the origin of astrology. Sorry, folks. That said, with the Mercury square Mars and me having it and Mercury Mars retrograde, I'm like, I need to be careful how I talk about things. So for those of you who miss the politics, they're not really gone. They're just on pause. Mercury goes direct on, on Tuesday. Mars goes direct on the 12th, 13th. And, you know, if we're looking at when we're going to know when the vote is finalized, it's the 12th, 13th of November. And we're going to throw a little politics in there. And also, that's also when Jupiter and Pluto meet up. Now, they met up on uh, when Kobe Bryant died and the impeachment part one happened and they, in January. And then they met up on November, on, uh, the, end of, the end of June, when Maxwell Ghislaine got arrested and Brian uh, Bolton's book came out, and he said the Democrats did a crappy impeachment, and they meet up again on November 13th. Uh, so it's a forward motion energy, you know, um, and we will we will see what happens. Meantime, make sure you vote. Um, you probably can guess who I'm voting for. And uh, forward. And then we figure out what's next, because right behind that energy, we have... Uh, Saturn and Jupiter meeting in Aquarius. The first last time they met in an air sign was 800 years ago. They meet up every 20 years. So 800 years ago they met up in this, and that was when the Magna Carta was signed, which was you didn't have to follow the rule of despots and kings, and you could do your own thing. You could follow your own direction and move forward in your own energy, and you had the right to pursue your life. And so it, it didn't go right away, but it did really shift how everybody thought about the world and that there was no such thing as the divine right of kings, that there was this shift. So, you know, we've got that new cycle starting. The Magna Carta cycle is ending, and now we're beginning a new cycle, and we get to look at that and say, what is our vision for what our world is like? And everybody is having this conjunction somewhere in their chart at zero Aquarius. It takes us back to May, April 1st through June 30th, what was going on then when Saturn went into Aquarius a little bit, and then he backed out, and now he's back in it for good, for true, on December 20th. So this this energy is 
splitting up, the COVID clump is splitting up, whatever changes needed to be identified, looked at, worked on, seen in your life were, have been, by house, by sign, wherever 22 to 29 Capricorn is in your chart, that's where the changes have been happening. And now, as the planets break up, Saturn's pulling ahead, Jupiter's going to catch up with Pluto on November 13th, 12th, and then we're, we're off. We're off to the races. Saturn and Pluto don't meet up again until 2053. Long time, 38 years. Jupiter uh, and Saturn, Jupiter and Pluto meet up in 13 years from now in 33. Um, but, you know, it's forward full steam ahead. So you should be feeling the energy of forward full steam ahead, even as the cocktail party is breaking up and we're kind of shifting out of energy we're kind of changing we're feeling it change we're feeling the adjustment and so it's important for all of us to look at where that new cycle begins the one is at 22 capricorn that's the one we've been working with all year long and then the other one is at zero aquarius um and so that's the other one that's going to be in december but the 22 the jupiter and pluto meet up at 22 the same degree that saturn and pluto met up on in, in January. So we should hear a Harry and Meghan story. Uh, rumor has it she's pregnant. That's a little politics. And the other, we're talking for the English people, because um, she postponed her court date nine months. I'm like, hmm. She did have pregnancy aspects. And uh, yeah, so we're forward. We're forward into the we're forward into the year, and um, and everybody's very tense and very everybody's very anxious. And remember Mars's retrograde, going back to where he was on July 25th. Now that's when I came down with COVID, right? And whatever happened in your life on July 25th, um, there's, we're back to that on December 12th, and then we go forward again. So, um, and of course, Jupiter and Pluto is lots of Pluto deaths. So we are going to see the COVID uh, deaths spike. Yeah, that part's hard. I guess we're at 2,000, 200,000 and 230,000, I think I heard this morning. Um, and all those people have family. All those people have loved ones. All those people created a huge hole in the structure of the family in which they died. And that also is, uh, you know, you've got a quarter of a million people dying. And that energy, is, and, and, and it radiates out the people they knew, the people they loved, the people that they didn't love, their families, above and below, because in many cases it's not just the elders that are going. Um, so thought in a prayer to them who are crossing over or have an opportunity. They don't have to leave today, but they have an opportunity to cross over as the veils between the worlds are thin. And I do encourage you on this full moon, it's still happening. Um, I'm going over to a friend's house uh, tonight, and we're going to do a little ritual, um, have dinner and do a ritual. Um, talk to your dead, your dead relatives. Talk to your family. Figure out what it is that you're letting go of, what you're releasing. And this takes us back to the new moon that happened in Taurus in 19. Uh, in uh, May of 19, and this takes us back to the opening quarter moon that happened in February of this year, 2020, and now we have the full moon. And then next July, end of July, beginning of August, when we have the uh, closing quarter, so bigger cycles, that two-and-a-half-year creative cycle. So energy is abounding. People are wild. People are crazy, uh, and uh, a lot of a lot of angst, so... I kept the politics. I put the politics in, but not the politics. So, and um, off we go. 
So that full moon chart that happened last night, of course, has the sun and uh, the sun and moon opposite. But more importantly, moon is aspecting Uranus, sun is aspecting Uranus. So it's bringing things to light. The midheaven in that chart is on diatom, which invites us to be the king and queen of our own lives. The nodes, the chart mimics the signing of the Declaration of Independence um, and that lovely quote that happened at the beginning of it where it said, um, you know, nice things about what we wanted, what our vision was of our lives. And, of course, the preamble to the Declaration of Independence is we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, and we're going to add women and children, (laughs) are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among those rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So you've been having a lot of lessons from Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter this year about your life, liberty, and the pursuit of your happiness, and what are the changes you've made to allow that to take place. And the full moon, of course, ebbs over the next two weeks, and we head towards uh, seeing stuff. Moon is on Hamal, as is Uranus, which helps us see things and understand stuff. And there's a lot of energy here around uh, how we work, how we partner with love, because the full moon, um, the Juno, which is the planet of how we partner, is on the part of love. So I'm going to encourage you to say, how do I partner with love? How do I partner with creativity? How do I partner with the thing that makes me inspired? Right. Where, how do I partner with my Leo house? In my case, 6th house, 7th. How do I partner with you guys listening to this podcast and help you work in, in some kind of partnership with love or some kind of partnership with creativity? And remember, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is fear. So if you're afraid, give yourself a hug. Give yourself a cuddle. Give yourself a little love because that's how, that's how we get through the day. All right. Weekly weather, back to the dates. The lecture's over. The sermon, I guess. I don't know. It felt a little sermony to me, and it probably was a little sermony. Well, you know, it's that kind of week. All right, so here we go. <laughs> so today the moon is in Taurus. It goes void tonight at 929. This is also called All Saints Day, and here in the United States, Daylight Savings Day. So this morning when I woke up, my clock said noon, and my radio guy said 11, and I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I love, I love the fall back. You get an extra hour. Um, and the moon goes is in Taurus. It goes void at 929 tonight with a good positive closing aspect, so it's a great day to do a ritual if you didn't do one yesterday about what it is you want to let go of. Gently, easily, kindly. Um, the moon goes into Gemini on Monday the 2nd, and it is in Gemini Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and it goes void at 8.49 a.m. with a trine to Mercury on the 4th, void on the 4th. Now, of course, Gemini rules, Mercury rules ballots, <laughs> Mercury rules voting, uh, and Mercury goes direct in the middle of this Gemini moon, um, it goes direct at 12.50 p.m., 1 o'clock in the afternoon, on Tuesday, Election Day. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, then the moon is void all day on the 4th, right? And it goes into Cancer at 4.45 p.m. on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, so, um, you know, forward we go. Wednesday it's in Cancer. Wednesday afternoon, evening, it's in Cancer. Thursday, it's in Cancer. Friday, it's in Cancer. It goes void at 8.27 p.m. Moon goes void square to Mercury. 
So remember, we've been watching these moons. He has a hard energy when he's in uh, in Cancer. He's opposite all those Capricorn planets, arguing with them. And Mercury is fighting with them too. So there's a lot of discord uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday. Then the sun goes into Leo bright and early, Saturday morning the 7th, and he's in Leo the 7th, the 8th, the 9th, going void at 6.05 a.m. on the 9th, and he goes void at 6.05 with a sextile to Mercury, and then he goes into Virgo at 8.30 a.m. <clears throat> next Monday the 9th, and that Virgo energy has a good closing aspect, too, <coughs> of a trine to Saturn. So, Aside from the cranky cranky of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week, all helpful. And then we get into the figuring out what's going to happen. Next week we're going to have the Mars stop direct on the 13th, and we have the um, Jupiter-Pluto conjunction on the 12th, and we also have an Eris aspect that day. So a lot going on, a lot going on. And And you can just anticipate the... Votes aren't done until next week, um, even though they may say blah, 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 blah. But they're going to keep counting through the 13th. Um, so that's it. And then the week, in this week, uh, the Donald the Donald request. Um, so today is pretty easy because the moon is in uh, Earth, trining all the Capricorn planets. Easy day. Monday is pretty easy. Uh, Tuesday is um, moon squares Neptune, so there's a little bit of confusion and there's a little bit of adjustment, but we kind of moving forward. And then the moon, when it goes into um, the fourth, has a lot of contention on it because the moon is in conjunct Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, all night long, all morning long, a lot of arguing energy on the third, on the fourth, rather, Wednesday. And then we get into the fifth, and the fifth is Cancer, so that's you know, kind of forward motion, the trine at 8 o'clock on the 5th, Tuesday the 5th, but then a lot of oppositional energy on Friday the 6th. Fights, fights, fights. Fights, 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 fights. And then we go into Leo on the 7th and the 8th, and adjustment, 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 adjustment. You get the idea. going to be an interesting week energetically, and we might be like, oi, so I would just say, you know, figure out your self-care plan. You know, have they been telling you to make a plan to vote? Figure out a self-care plan for yourself, too, <laughs> because emotionally the next week has a little bit of a roller coaster energy, right? And you just want to hold steady, hang on. You know how when you're riding a little thing and it's climbing, that's what's happening now. It's climbing to the top, climbing to the top. And then it kind of goes over the top, and then it starts down, and you're like, why did I get on this roller coaster? Why did I do that? And then it's going really fast, and you're kind of like, all right, and then it goes left, and it goes right, and it goes left, and it goes right. Yeah, that's the week ahead. So <laughs> no despair, just process. That's what we're working on, no despair, just process. This is our journey. We all signed up for this now. Whatever we signed up for, we're getting it this week, right? So we just have to pay attention to... What did I sign up for again? And what is my job in this? And why is my chart incarnated now? What am I supposed to do? So we talked about the moon. So this week the sun is in Scorpio. It is in the uh, Pisces Decan, running from 10 Scorpio to 18 Scorpio. So Scorpio, Scorpio, and then we go to Scorpio, Pisces. So it's very emotional. 
son is very emotional, and he has um, he has biquintiles, which is helpful. Those are harmonics. Those are fifth harmonics, which are trusting. They're trusting the process. They're trusting that this is the journey we're on. The sun is in the eighth house. It's quintile to Pluto in the tenth, which is great. As that's November second, great aspect for. Uh, the vision that we have of what our leadership looks like. Uh, Sun is biquintile Chiron on the 3rd, and that is quintile Saturn on the 6th. Again, Saturn's in the 10th house. So we we get some information on the 6th um, of a forward motion, and we also get some movement in our career. We get some movement in the direction of where we're going. We get some movement in what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be getting there. Sun has a hard adjusting aspect to Mars and Aries on the 7th. And that is an interesting day because on that day the sun will be on the world point. So we will see some really interesting information on um, Saturday the 7th in terms of the direction. And then we have sun meeting up with Juno, which is very much the energy of how we partner with others. And then the sun trining Neptune, which is what's the dream. What's the dream and where are we heading with that? So that's the sun's journey as he runs from 10 to 18 in your chart. So every degree in your chart between 10 and 18 gets activated this week by the sun. Mercury, of course, is still going backwards. He stations on Tuesday and goes direct at 12.49 p.m. on Tuesday, November 3rd. And he stations at 25 Libra. And then he's in Libra. And then he goes back into Scorpio on the 10th, November 10th which is next week, but he's at the last degrees of Libra. So what he does at those last degrees is he takes us back to the fall of 82, spring of 83, and what went on then. Of course, that was the Reagan years. That was also whatever that story was is really done. You see it on a whole new level that it ends and it shifts and it changes. So as as the Mercury goes back over Scorpio, and now he's moving forward, it goes back over direct. You know, he, he stations to turn direct on the 3rd, and he goes back over that on the 8th. So there's like some wrap-up of that story. And then he enters Scorpio on the 10th, and he gets to 1 Scorpio. So he's at 26 through through 0 of the new signs. So those planets Mercury is forming an aspect with. Venus this week is hanging out from 5 Libra to 16 Libra. So she's very much about how I partner, how I relate, how I connect. She's in Libra. She's in a happy place. She is um, not really doing much this week. She has an opposition to Chiron, which is, you know, how do I feel seen? How do I feel looked at? How do I feel worked with? And then she also has an adjusting energy on the third. Venus is in conjunct Uranus, so it's adjusting things and saying, you know, what's really of value to us? Um, Because she has an aspect to Uranus. And then she has a little argument on the 4th. And then she has an argument on the 9th with Mars. She and Mars are having a bit of a scrap on November 9th as Mars slows to station on 15 Aries. So there's an oppositional energy on the 9th with Venus. And again, a little bit of an argument on the 10th. So she's, she's saying, this is what I thought I wanted. And I'm not really in the mood to hear that that's not what you want. So it is a breakup kind of energy, things breaking up. And Sun in Libra is partnering in in its rulership. Mars in Aries, of course, is in his rulership. And Mars and Venus are having arguments. So this is like, you know, fighting energy. So 
that just kind of suggests to me that there's arguments in the world, arguments in our own lives, arguments about how things happen. Mars is in an inconjunct in Aries to Juno, the planet of partnership, relationship, again, on the world point. So who are we going to partner with? That's going to be November 5th. How are we partnering? Saturn also has an aspect to the note of fate on November 3rd. Saturn's in a biquintile, and it says, okay, this is the direction we're heading. The note of fate, of course, is 20 Gemini, uh, and Saturn's in Capricorn at 26 Cap. So there's an opportunity here about directional stuff. Pluto's parallel series, November 10th. Uh, Chiron is in a hard aspect to Vesta. November 6th. So the parallel to series is, you know, how am I how am I working my spiritual path by doing this? That's probably a better way. And you know, when I was talking to Gina who had asked about the politics, I said, well, um I'm aware of the fact that people that are working their people everybody's working their spiritual path in their own way. Right? And my spiritual path says I'm supposed to do this, but their spiritual path may not be there. They may be in a different place. They're working a different path. That's their path in this lifetime. And I think the important thing is to recognize we're all working our spiritual path, and what is it? And why? Why is that our spiritual path? And the people that we look at and we go, I don't understand how that can possibly be a good path. <laughs> you know, like, why are you picking that path? Our job is to be, that's their path. Uh, I'm interacting with them on some re- for some reason to help them understand that they're supposed to pay attention to their spiritual path. And what is it, right? And so when we look at things where we go, uh, what was that about, man, right? That And that really is a lot of my reaction to the world right now. It's like, what was that about? What's the universe trying to teach me with that? And I think if we approach it that way, it helps. Right when we have an argument with a relative or a friend, or you know someone's really being really very contentious, you know our choices about the actions we take are uniquely ours. We get the stimulus, and then we have the response. But in the middle there, between the two, we have an opportunity to make a conscious choice about how we're going to do stuff. Stimulus, conscious choice, response. Now sometimes we just go to the response, which is totally cool. I did that recently, got myself in a little bit of trouble, but I, you know, I went to the response. I have Mercury square Mars, boom. And then I went, in. Mercury's retrograde, Mars retrograde, like sit down and be quiet. Because <laughs> when that little aspect of yours goes, you just don't have any control, girlfriend. You just get going. You just start swinging. And I was like, all right, all right. Oh, I hear you. I hear you, Mercury Mars. Be conscious. Think. Think before you hit. Think before you speak. Be conscious of that. You know, words have meaning. Words have potency. Words have words touch. Words influence. So our job this week, should we decide to accept it? Again, remember, this is a little like the Mission Impossible music. Run, Mr. Phelps, should you dis... But of course, if you fail in your mission, we'll disavow any knowledge of your action. Your chart will not disavow any knowledge of your action. Your chart will hold you accountable for it. So that's where the Mission Impossible chart stops. <laughs> You're responsible for your action. You're responsible for your choices. You're making a choice, and that's okay. But recognize there are consequences to making a choice. And in those consequences lies the reality of each of our lives. So it's very much a a week where the universe is going to say to you, be conscious of your choices because you're making them. What are you voting for? What What is it 
you're looking at and saying, I agree with that, so I'm going to vote for that. And if you're looking and you're saying, I don't really like either candidate, vote for their platforms. I was talking to my friend Kathy, and she was talking to some of her employees about the importance of voting. And they were kind of, and she said, look, vote for which side does the thing you believe in. What do you believe in? Do you, what do you believe is right? What do you believe is how you would want to be treated? What do, you, what do you agree with as a policy, as a vision, as an understanding? And that's what you want to vote with. You want to vote with your heart. You're going to vote with your chart. That's how we do it. But vote with your heart. What do you think is right? And more importantly, why? That's really what it's all about. That's politics, but not really, right? Okay, so Mars is an aspect for us to look at how we partner. And on the world point, we're going to be looking at how we partner. Uh, Saturn this week is really about uh, interesting energy around partnering and our fate, you know, partnering with our fate. Uh, Athena has a lot of energy, you know, opportunities to change our home, to have it reflect us and reflect what we're looking for. Athena is... um, Aspecting the nodes of fate, asking us to make conscious choices, because she's talking to the nodes and saying, be conscious of the choices you're making. Juno has, an as- and that happens on November 2nd and November 3rd, Juno has a quintile to the north node. Who are you partnering with? What are you partnering with? Why are you partnering with it? And then Ceres, of course, enters Pisces on November 9th, and it says, this is the soul. This is our soul energy, um, and this is the soul. This is our soul. What does it look like? How, what kind of shape is your soul in, and why? How are you feeling about it? A lot of energy around Neptune, a lot of energy around the purpose of your life, a lot of energy about why you're here, a lot of energy around what you believe in, and more importantly, why do you believe? And on that note, I'm off. I've got work to do. It's a rainy Sunday, and I've got a client coming at 3, so I wish you all a great, great week. And a wonderful, wonderful uh, new moon, full moon, a wonderful Mercury direct, a wonderful energy of transformation, change, and aha. Oh, my God, I see that. And you do. And that is correct. And it's Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk, wishing you all a great week. Bye. <laughs>